Hello everybody, how you guys doing? This is good old Grandmaster Revenue and, you, and you're listening to the Anonymous Liberty Media Podcast. And uh, <clears throat> now, uh, oh man, we're, we're going to do this at breakneck break speed here. Um, a good buddy of mine just sent me a, uh, a, a couple of links the other day. And we were doing a, uh, a video on YouTube. And one of the uh, one one of the links was about are we living in a in a uh, simulated in a simulation a we, what like we call the um, matrix effect of uh, are we living in a, um, in, a, in a in a simulation now he. Uh, also sent me another link it's called the old earth theory it's the Mandela effect geography we're gonna get into that first now the oh. old earth theory do you believe in parallel universes in string theory the multiverse is a theory in which our universe is not the only one instead many universes exist parallel to each other these distinct universes within the multiverse theory are called parallel universes. This means there are copies of you sitting right here right now listening to this, but in other universes, there are other copies of you that are doing other things in other universes. One universe may be very similar to that of our own, but with slight differences that can be accounted for by butterfly effect-like changes resulting in different outcomes. Now what if through the use of technology, we were able to shift our universe's timeline into that of another parallel one. What if we could pick and choose timelines to better suit our own existence? Or, what if we already have done this? Thousands of people have recently began reporting changes to the Earth's geography when the popular Mandela Effect theory sprung about. Since then, the enormity of the Earth's changes alone called for a separate categorization of theories. The reports consist of city locations seeming to be different, bodies of water and land masses either becoming much larger or smaller, or even full countries and even continents seeming to have moved to different locations or having vanished completely. The majority of these findings have been discovered through the use of things like Google Earth, atlases, and older maps to ensure they were not merely updated versions responsible for the changes. Explanations range from the Large Hadron Collider at CERN successfully ripping through the fabric of time in the universe to adjust our reality to a different parallel one. Or, our old Earth was destroyed in 2012, and now our consciousness lives on within a massive computer simulation. Perhaps it is a combination of both. Or, is it simply a bad case of Mandela Effect, with our brains remembering the wrong locations and details of our own globe? Let's now take a look at some of the most notable examples of the old Earth theory, and then you can decide whether you've packed up and moved to a parallel universe yourself. Number 1. New Zealand According to old Earthers, New Zealand used to be northeast of Australia. As you can see, it is now southeast of Australia. Many claim that Australia was more isolated away from Papua New Guinea and Indonesia, leaving ample room in the northeast region for where New Zealand is supposed to be. So what is the true land down under? Apparently the answer is New Zealand, not Australia. Number two, the Northern Ice Cap. The Northern Ice Cap at the North Pole no longer exists. 
This one tends to hit home for a lot of people who remember spinning their globe as a child with two polar ice caps, one at the south being Antarctica, and another circle of ice at the top, where the North Pole was. Greenland also existed on Old Earth, so this should not be confused with being the missing northern ice cap. Number 3. South America South America used to be much more directly underneath North America and not so far east out into the Atlantic Ocean. This also seemingly shrinks the size of the Atlantic, especially the distance between South America and Africa, while drastically increasing the size of the Pacific Ocean. Number 4. Detroit Detroit's orientation to Windsor, Ontario has now changed. Downtown Detroit is now north or northwest of Windsor, when many recall it being south or southwest. It appears to have shifted up the Detroit River. Number 5. Cuba Cuba has grown larger in size and has changed shape. Many people remember Cuba being much smaller, not as close to Florida as it is now, and its shape was always said to resemble a cigar. And now, it looks nothing like a cigar. Number 6. The Mediterranean Sea Many differences of the Mediterranean are noticed when remembering Old Earth. A few examples are, Sicily seems to be extremely close to Tunisia now, and also much closer to the boot tip of the mainland Italian peninsula. Number 7. Kazakhstan and Mongolia Both of these countries now appear much larger than on Old Earth. And on an even more mysterious note, it is also reported that Kazakhstan was actually remembered as a slender north-south stretching country on the far east end of Russia above North Korea, bordering the Pacific. Number 8. Baja California Baja California is now much longer than on Old Earth. Many remember it as only being half its present size. Now it seems to stretch extremely far in length, north-south, and into the Pacific. Number 9. Panama the shape and orientation of Panama has now changed drastically, with many remembering it as a more north-south stretching country, and now it appears as an east-west stretching country. So there you have it. Do you remember Old Earth? Or is this the same Earth you have always known? Please like and subscribe to this new channel for weekly videos just like this one. Thank you very much for watching. That, that that is a really really good um, question. Do we still remember Old Earth, or have we crossed to another parallel? Another? Uh, did we? Did our consciousness time travel to New Earth? To our new selves? Now, I would I would go and go to my go to my good buddy Kurt Curse Zero that he he would if if, he, if if I try to get him on here um, to co-host the this 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 episode and uh, this is episode eight of the Anonymous Liberty Media podcast brought to you by. Anchor F FM and Spotify, who I am, who this this podcast is now with and on. 
also with the Apple Podcast system. And uh, now, I'll, there, there's another link I got from my good buddy Curse Zero. And I want you guys to uh, listen to this. This is a story about doers, energy, and the world's most productive farmland, Fresno County. Fres, yes, County. With all of these new theories coming out in the mainstream science. String theory takes you before the Big Bang. Showing us that reality is a lot more mysterious than we have once previously thought. And what does string theory say? It says that there is a multiverse of universes. So if reality is not what we think it is, what is it? So you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos yes computer code computer code strings of bits of ones and zeros it's not just sort of resembles computer code you're saying it is computer code it's not even just is computer code it's a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named claude shannon in the 1940s that's what we find very very deeply inside the equations that occur in string theory and so I'm left with the puzzle of trying to figure out what I live in the matrix, what I live in the matrix. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? Hey guys, my name is Dakota and this is my YouTube channel. I can't stop thinking about this. This is a topic that I feel like most of us have probably at least explored at one point or another in our life and it's been on my mind really heavy for the past week so I figured I'm just gonna make a video about it and just let's, let's see what happens. So this is that video. Let's see what happens. If we were living in a simulation, how would we figure it out? What would the simulation look like and how would we measure it? For example, we can find the Fibonacci sequence, the golden ratio, God's fingerprint scattered throughout nature as a primary for creation. So what is it saying if when we get to the foundation of everything, the basis of reality, the essence, if when we get to the essence we find nothing more than mathematical equations or, or an underlying code to reality, not unlike that of a simulation. Conway's Game of Life is a game that shows how complexity happens over time. It starts with single cells and four governing laws. You can create very complex universes using this game. So complex, in fact, that this game has recreated itself within itself. So in the same way, like Conway's Game of Life, if we could create a self-improving mechanism for AI, artificial intelligence, a sort of, a sort of mechanism a mechanism that would improve itself and become more complex with each upgrade causing what Wikipedia describes as an intelligence explosion resulting in a powerful super intelligence that would surpass all of human intelligence or you know a mechanism that works in the same way evolution works so science tells us that the universe started from an explosion of information they call this explosion the Big Bang and although the Big Bang 
is the sort of event that would have to happen for this experience to take place, it still doesn't really make sense if you think about how something can come from nothing. As Terence McKenna says in the context of modern science, give us one free miracle and we'll explain the rest. See, the only way that we can truly rationalize this theory is that the universe is some sort of simulation and the Big Bang was the initial boot up. Billionaire tech guy Elon Musk, who is awesome on a multitude of levels for things like trying to colonize Mars. I just watched this video and read an article about him talking about the simulation theory. And he said that the idea that this experience right now is base reality is one in billions. So the idea is right, any sufficiently advanced civilization would create, could create a simulation that's like our existence. And so the theory follows that maybe we're in the simulation. Have you thought about this? And a lot. Are we the strongest argument for the, for us being in a simulation? Probably being in a simulation. I think is the following. Called 40, 40 years ago, we had pong, like two rectangles and a dot. That right. was what games were. Um, now, forty years later, we have photorealistic three D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. And soon we'll have you know virtual reality, we'll have augmented reality. Um, if you assume any rate of improvement at all, um, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality. So, so given that we're clearly on a trajectory to have games that are indistinguishable from reality, and those games could be played on any set-top box or on a PC, or seem to follow that the odds that we're in base reality is one in billions. What do you think? Well, I think it's one in billions. Okay. Either we're going to create simulations that are indistinguishable from reality or civilization will cease to exist. Those are the two options. So if what we are experiencing is not base reality, what is it? He was talking about a merge, a singularity between machines and our brains and how it's an ever-increasing reality that is manifesting itself. Where we become one with machines. A merge is the best scenario, he says. Any existence without a merge will have conflict. We enslave the AI, or the AI enslaves us. These phones and internet already control us, don't they? Our entire world is now run by machines. So it's only a matter of time before humans and technology completely merge into the virtual matrix of infinite creative dimensions of existence. If we aren't already doing that as a part of some eternal cycle that's fractaling into itself, Aside from all the what-ifs, we are, on some level, experiencing a biological simulation, right? It is real. depends on whether I look and the way I look. And now, this is not just a philosophical question. We can see this in experiment. And Bohr was, was flabbergasted by this recognition that everything was, pop, was possibilities, probabilities flowing and gooing all over the place until an observer observes and then things come into being. This means that... that deeply enough when you deep dive down into the nature of matter, everything we know about the, the everyday world dissolves. There are no objects anymore. There are only relationships. There's no locality anymore. We can make sense of the world only if we base the world on consciousness. Everything starts from inside and then goes outside. So you are not pulling things from outside, you are really putting things 
outside from inside. None of this is actually happening the way that you are perceiving it. When you look at things, light photons beam down and interact with the optic nerve, and your brain filters out all the unnecessary light and all the things that aren't relevant to your survival or to this specific experience as being a human. The external manifestation is an internal projection. Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's all happening within you. So who are you? Your name? Nope. Are you your hobbies? Wrong. Your body? If I go and chop off all of your limbs, you are still you. Not to mention that your body is doing all of this without any of your consent. So who are you? Well, you don't actually exist because this is a computer simulation. There's a bright side if you suck as a person. Ugh. Watch this video me and my friend Koi Fresco and Bach to Daniel made about revolution and how to... Now... That is the question that we are a fourth dimensional beings living in a, th a three-dimensional world seeing 2D. Now, what the, the information I got from, our, from a good buddy here uh, is that if you understand consciousness, if you understand it well enough, you will know that it is a we are a collective there's a, a collective and a duality Collect, collective is a equals to Christ and duality is Luciferian equals to Luciferian now next we're going to do a the Luciferian experiment phenomenon next Wait, no, it's a reading. Okay, sorry. Now, now there are, there are many of these questions. There are many of these. Um, there, there's a concept of a concept of a concept. And in working through it now, a buddy of mine did a a, a thing here. A concept of concept does not exist because we create a concept, and that isn't even correct. As we create the, these words, what kind of fucked, what kind of fucked, and fucked of this concept is a race we can't win. We could be in the most fastest car in the world, and still not win the race. And when you think you're about about to win the race, when you think that somebody's ready, when you, when you think that, see here, when you think you're about to win a race, you're in this fastest car. Ever, fastest car. Do you think you're? But do you think that you're gonna win a race? Hmm. You think? You think? You think? For example, you could, you could be driving a uh, for for just just an example, a 2000 
Nissan Skyline GTR R34 or a Nissan GTR R35. Do you think you're going to win the race? Because it's fast, it's it's scary fast. Or you could be driving a 2016 Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat with the uh, 392 Hemi putting out 707. You think you're going to, going to win the race? No! Or you could, be, you could be driving a, or you can be driving a Bugatti Veyron, or a Lamborghini, or the Lamborghini Countach, or Diablo. You ain't gonna win the race because it's not the race that I'm talking about. We're talking about, okay? Now, this is a words you know like and you gotta gotta understand here you, know, you really gotta think here like okay the 12th dimensional matrix and the intergalactic, intergalactic stargate travel as in 
one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. The activations and restructuring of the light filaments within your DNA are switching on, as it were, in a non-linear fashion. They wink in and out of existence before they set, if you will, as a field or matrix within your biological system. This is a process, and this takes time. Each person moving forward at their own pace. This process is one many know as ascension. Another term to describe this process would be enlightenment. Another, perhaps more relevant term to describe this process would be evolution. This process is happening in one degree or another to every living organism and to that which you perceive as non-living on your planet Earth. Once an individual embraces the fifth dimensional reality, then the triggering begins for the twelfth dimensional matrix or restructuring of the twelve strand quantum helix or twelve light filaments within the DNA. If one looks with a more quantum eye, taking into account that for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction, then one will see, from that perspective, that there are indeed 24 light filaments that are restructuring. From that point of view, there is a 24th dimensional matrix template anchored upon your planet. This perspective is seen when one looks at matter and antimatter as a merged reality. So too, is there a 144th light filament matrix within the DNA on a quantum level? This is seen from the flower of life, sacred geometry of creation, source frequency perspective. From this viewpoint, there are 144 dimensions available on your planet. This perspective is viewed from the point of view of the loops in time, the repeating quantum timelines, the time jumps, string theory and parallel universes. What does this mean, therefore, to the ascending individual in the context of your question? If the fifth dimensional reality is embraced, then the triggering of the 12, 24, or 144 light matrices are triggered. These are triggered simultaneously from our perspective, and at your pace in a non-linear fashion from your perspective. Therefore, within the context of your question, whilst it is true that 12, 24 and 144 light matrix formations or dimensions are available on your planet, the ascending individual need only focus upon fifth dimensional unity consciousness in order for these dimensions to be reached or accessed. Fifth dimensional consciousness is non-linear, meaning future, present and past are presented in a non-linear fashion or merged. The twelfth dimension is in your future, a long way in your future from a third density perspective. Yet from a fifth density perspective, the twelfth dimension can be in your present, your past or your future as this dimension is non-linear. Therefore, it is the fifth dimension that is being anchored upon your planet through your collective understanding of it 
and your collective expansion of consciousness. Fifth dimensional concepts can be explained in words, in language. Yet beyond the fifth dimension, it becomes increasingly more difficult to explain concepts in words. That, that is very interesting. I mean, I mean, you gotta think, and wonder, well, wonder, wonder. Consciousness, wonderful thing. It's like, in Star Wars, you know, you, you have uh, the timeline of the old, the old Republic, you have a character called the Sith Emperor who achieved immortality through rituals. And one of the ritual one of the rituals was and is the essence transfer. The Sith Emperor was transferring his essence, his consciousness into another being so he could live on and if you go if if you're ever if you if you play Star Wars Old Republic there's a uh, an expansion called Knights of the Eternal Throne uh, Eternal Empire it's the leader is you know this the Sith Emperor also known as Valkorion who transferred his consciousness, his essence, into this person's body so he could live through immortality this way. And consciousness can time travel. Now, there is a good theory, idea, question. A really good load of information. If you want to look at these videos, the the information that I showed you that, that I uh, played here, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Kurt Zero, who sent the link. It is things not to be seen, and it's run by my good buddy Kurt Zero. If you go to his to, to his channel on YouTube and uh, um, tell you what guys th th this is a very interesting podcast really interesting podcast I mean also good coffee now I want to take it to a area in the movie Back to the Future what is no November 5th 1955 Okay. What is November? Remember the the the, the date here. Uh, I'll get that in the next podcast. For right now, this is good old Grandmaster Revenir signing off. And you and you just watch the Anonymous Celebrity Media podcast. If you got this transmission. You are the resistance. And remember, knowledge is free. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Peace out. Revan out.